Hey y'all, before we jump into today's episode, we would like to invite you to a special event we're hosting on May 30th called Women in Whiskey. Join us for an adult field trip filled with Southern fun at the Jack Daniels Distillery right here in our home state of Tennessee. Get ready to learn while sipping. We will be taking a private tour of the distillery, enjoy a barbecue lunch on the beautiful hillside, and partake in early happy hour with cocktails provided by Jack Daniels as we listen in on a conversation with women who work in the industry. The conversation will be led by yours truly, your hosts of the Steel Magnolias podcast. Learn more about the event at steelmagnoliaspodcast.com. You can grab your tickets there and we cannot wait to see you on May 30th. And now on with the show. Great bookstores, vibrant local music scene, and fun casual pizza joints and coffee shops are just a few of the reasons we love college towns. Join us at the table as we discuss some of the great college towns we have across the American South. I'm Lainey. And I'm Laura Beth. And we are Steel Magnolias. The strength of steel with the grace of a magnolia. We are here to have uplifting conversations about life in the South. And we've got plenty of room at our table. So pull up a chair. Welcome back to the table of the Southern Steel Magnolias podcast. We are really, really excited to jump into college towns across the South in southeast and southwest today but just know we picked 10 right yeah there's so many good ones so y'all have some grays here i mean we're not a magazine we're you know we're not travel and leisure <laughs> where we're going to be able to cover it all and visit it all and you know we do try and keep our podcast to a certain about half hour show time or a little less so it would take hours oh, to go through totally all the college towns and if we feel like there's a part two that's required then we'll consider but well and i will say in taking into consideration we were calling these towns so yes. i wasn't picking you know something in a huge city right yes yeah this is gonna be fun so we each have five yeah we separately some we've been to some i have yeah. some we haven't yeah we separately researched like we normally do but where you want to kick us off well i'll start with an a since it's the first one. Oh, that sounds like a good place to start a for the town and the college of auburn alabama okay the population of auburn i'll start with is seventy nine thousand people auburn alabama yes seventy thousand okay. seventy nine seventy nine uh number of students at auburn thirty two thousand Ooh, okay. So it's fun to think about just how much that influences yeah. the, the town, right? Like, I just love that about college towns, how, you know, the you, you come into town and the pharmacy has welcome back students yes. or whatever. Like, windows are painted You're not going to see that in New York City. Oh, gosh, no. Or like a huge city. Yeah. They just can't do that. Right. So, or won't. <laughs> but anyway, so Auburn's in eastern Alabama. It's known as the loveliest village on the plains. Um, it's located 100 miles southwest of the world's, I said world, busiest airport in Atlanta. That's the world's busiest airport? I think so. Wow. I think that's what okay. it's been titled, thanks wow. to Delta. Yeah. They're, um, they're very international. But that provides great easy access for international students. That's why I mentioned that. 
um, when you're driving to campus for the first time, you see the farmlands and rolling mm-hmm. hills that we love here in the South. Uh, but also the Gulf Shore beaches are less than a four-hour drive by car. So that's pretty fun if Ooh, you're in college. That's appealing <laughs> for a, stu- a senior in high school considering right. options. <laughs> Uh, Tumors Corner is the, kind of the famous little hub there at Auburn, located near the campus. It's mm-hmm. one of the areas where there's lots of shops and restaurants. And I mentioned this in the um, intro, but I do love all the casual places that are so fun in college towns. Yeah. The coffee shops and, you know, just all of that that goes with a college town. I mean, in general, I feel like there's just such youthful energy around college that that's just going to penetrate out into the oh no college campus excuse me that's just going to bleed out into who's working in the hotels the town or right yeah it really I does. even have thought before how difficult I think it would be to be a college professor because I just feel like you would constantly be reminded Thinking of your age that you're getting older <laughs> and the generation that's about to be in the workforce is getting further and further away from how young you probably feel you know what that reminds me of what the great matthew mcconaughey line yeah you do it you always do it better than me well the great thing about high school girls is i get older and the girls stay the same Same age age. yeah and i mean that's true you know there's always going to be another younger incoming freshman class right you're going to be another year older so yeah well tumor's corner is also the home of the tumors drugs and that's been an auburn tradition since 1896 known for its iconic lemonade wow. but yeah the tigers with their war eagle um chant that they do and that's kind of wow. a hello or a goodbye or yeah. a go tigers <laughs> um yeah I, I just saw a clip online the other day that was just talking about how discombobulated football teams of college football really do seem you know because <laughs> the guy was jokingly going okay so we're the auburn tigers yeah go tigers war eagle what what war Where'd eagle like from? what does that have to do with a tiger well, listen to our college traditions episode there if you, you go need more info on that well one thing i'll say about auburn too because i have been here um and i know this is a skewed thing like it depends on what group of people you're around because mm-hmm. there's intoxicated fans in every sure circle in rude every people in event. every circle yeah. but i would say auburn had some of the nicest fans i've ever been that's around that's good to hear i went to an auburn game too and so i didn't spend any time you know in and around town i just really saw the stadium but yeah it's beautiful yeah i just felt like the fans were classy classy Ooh, that's what you want you want to be amongst but classy again, fans i just maybe but i just didn't i wasn't around the there's always some black sheep ones. in the family yeah <laughs> That's so fun. Okay. I'll go Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Ooh, yeah. Now, I want to preface this by saying I have a new television series that I am loving. Okay. And I don't love a lot of television you series. You really don't. So. Do tell. Uh, hopefully, if you all have similar interests at all to me, that you'll also enjoy this. It's put on by the Magnolia Network, which is the Chip and... How appropriate. The Chip and Joanna Gaines. I know, I only like things with the word Magnolia in it, apparently. Uh, Chip and Joanna Gaines, Uh they have their own television network. Yes. Magnolia Network. It streams through Discovery Plus. Oh, okay. If you're wanting to stream, or if you have a cable network uh, package that has Magnolia Network, you can watch it there. But it's called Handcrafted Hotels. Ooh. 
Oh, I would love this. And I don't know if the plan will always be to just stay on brand with the graduate hotels or if they're going to start going. Me. But that's where they're start. That's the one. There's like six episodes, I okay. think, out right now. And it just walks you through the graduate hotel in one city at a time. And it talks about all of the decisions that they made. We've talked about this, you and I, not on the podcast. Yes. But in the decor. Now, graduate hotels so are always located right next to a college campus, hence graduate. And we have one here in Nashville across from Vanderbilt. There's an episode on that. Okay. There's one in Knoxville that we stayed at. Uh-huh. There's an episode on that one. The actual, the guy that's founded the graduate hotels was a UT grad. How fun is that? He went to get his master's up in Northwestern, but his undergrad was UT. And I, so I watched all those two, but then I also watched the Chapel Hill graduate hotel and I learned so much. So even if you're just wanting to learn about a city, I feel like this is such a complimentary sort of entertainment show to go with this topic. So... Definitely keep your eye out for that. But What's their population in Chapel Hill? They are 61,000. Okay. And then 30,000 students. So half of them students. Wow. Okay. okay. So UNC, University of North Carolina, is home there in Chapel Hill. They're the Tar Heels. And they are known mainly for basketball. Yes. I have a fun comment in a minute. The the Ackland Art Museum exhibits uh, European and Asian art there in town. There's a North Carolina botanical garden, which has like these beautiful nature trails and themed gardens. There's a planetarium and science center, the Moorhead Planetarium and Science Center. They've got all these wonderful programs and demonstrations they're all doing. Franklin Street is the street that would be lined with those cute shops and restaurants and bars. That probably we, a Benjamin Franklin thing, like probably so many are. Yeah, I didn't look that up. That's that's our Franklin is yeah. Benjamin Franklin. Yeah. The Carolina Basketball Museum is free. Oh, that so would definitely be fun check to that see. out. Now, if you're in town to catch a game, you're right across from the museum, so you could do both of those. Or if you're not going to the game, you could still go to the museum and see. Dean Dome, which is right across the street. Um, Michael Jordan. Yeah. Michael Jordan played <laughs> basketball at UNC Chapel Hill for three years from 1981 to 84. And I mean, that's where they say Michael Jordan became Michael Jordan. So like, as a, for instance, at this graduate hotel, when you walk in, the front desk at the lobby is the scoreboard of the like game defining point that he shot okay it has this, the How exact score that? that and that's when they say like that's when michael jordan became michael jordan they have a room in the hotel there that is an exact replica of his dorm no so you can't actually stay in that room because it has like memorabilia like it's for real H- really stuff. his stuff yeah can anybody go see it but you can tour it okay so like if you're there just ask the front that's desk precious. manager for a tour and they'll show it to you Love it. But yeah, great. I mean, North Carolina in general is so beautiful. So beautiful. So really all around that state, you're going to encounter mountains and just the beauty of North Carolina. I think that's the oldest public university in the country. Okay. So so many of those early ones were private. Yeah. I think it's the oldest public. Yeah. Well, they are proud of Michael Jordan there for sure. Well, I had a conversation with somebody recently that I thought this was so funny 
he said that he was listening to, I don't know if it was a TV show or radio show. Anyhow, they were talking about things people don't understand unless they've lived in the South. Okay. And it was... So many things. So many things. <laughs> um, as the importance of SEC football, like yeah. how much it penetrates the culture. Yeah. And the importance of the blue bloods of basketball. Okay. Being Kentucky, yes. North Carolina, and uh, Chapel Hill, and Duke. Okay, the blue bloods. The yeah. blue bloods, because they're I hadn't all heard that shades term, of blue yes, in yes. their color. So Yeah, that Carolina blue is a beautiful color. It really is. In fact, if I wasn't orange in my blood, that's where I would want to go, is towards that blue. Uh-huh. It's beautiful. It looks good on everybody. <laughs> it looks good in decor. Yeah. But if you had, you'd be probably more of a basketball fan than a football that's fan. True. And we don't know what that would look like that's true. in you. So That's true. Where to go next? Let's go south, south, south. Okay. I'm going Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Population of 222,000. That might so it's be getting bigger. the biggest on the list. That's the, that's bigger than any on my list. I'll say okay. that. So, yeah. Because when you said Baton Rouge, I was like, is that a town? Is it a college I guess town? It's, it's, oh, yeah, it it's, is. It is. No, I knew there was, <laughs> I knew it was I college. thought you meant like, is there a college there? No, I oh, meant yeah. like town, you know. Yeah, I guess that one is pushing city. No, it's city. good. 220. Um, okay. 37,000 students. Okay. And it's the home of the Louisiana State University, the state's flagship university, and the largest institution of higher education in the state. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. The reason I picked this one is I just think, I, I am so fascinated by the culture in Louisiana. You get that blend of French and English and Spanish. Yeah. You know, you get the live music that also includes Cajun and Creole. Yeah. Zydeco music. Like, just, it's very unique. Yeah. It there. feels cliche to say it's a melting pot, but it really is. It There's really, so really is. And it has been together. for so long. Yeah. The state's, uh, it's the state's capital, and it's located right on the Mississippi River. Lots of nightlife and restaurants, just a very vibrant campus life. Kind of even, to, in some ways, rivals New Orleans with yeah. the culture. Yeah. But I haven't yeah. been to Baton Rouge, but yeah, I, I would either. guess that there's lots of New Orleans feel to it. But LSU football games are not just sporting events. They're massive celebrations of food and school spirit and just camaraderie. Yeah. Just really a um, blend of cool culture and, you know, yeah. SEC football. Yeah. So yeah. that's why I put it on the list. Well, and we also didn't say at the beginning, we actually, I know we only picked 10, but we did pick one per state. So we've got 10 states yeah. represented yes. here. So we tried to really spread out. So there's a teaser if you're waiting to hear... Okay. And your state's already been called. <laughs> we we varied it. Okay. If you're in Mississippi, wait no further. I've got you. Oxford, Mississippi. Population 26,000. What's the student count? 24,000. <laughs> it kind of penetrates everything there. I mean, it doesn't get more of a college town than yeah, 95% of the population being students. So Oxford is 75 miles southeast of Memphis. We've been there. We've toured through and hung out in Oxford. University of Mississippi or Ole Miss is right there in the city. It was founded in 1837 and is named for Oxford, England. Yes. Um, Now famous to the town is literary legacy William Faulkner. 
Nobel Prize winner, and his antebellum home, Roanoke, is where he actually wrote many, many masterpieces, and you can visit. It's been fully restored. It's open to the public, and it is on the most beautiful piece of property. Yes, just tree-lined and... Magnolias Super easy to get to. Yes. The hub of the city center is the square, and that's where you'll we find... We mentioned great bookstores. That's where you'll find boutiques, restaurants, and then the, I would say, famous yeah. independent bookstore, Square Books. Uh, city Grocery is also right there in downtown Oxford, and it has... It's a restaurant, and it has flavors of New Orleans-inspired foods, but they say, I mean, it's as Mississippi as it gets. And the city grocery saw Oxford's town square through revival. And it's now just kind of stands as a landmark right there in the dining scene. They're known, like I said, for a very New Orleans-ish, very inventive menu. Whether that's grilled goldfish, shrimp and grits, or a flavorful crawfish and green pea bisque. Ooh. Interesting. Lots of preppy clothing shops. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> sororities are big there, so you're going to see a lot of Greek letters everywhere. Sororities and fraternities, not just sororities. Now, we went to Big Bad Breakfast when mm-hmm. we were there. Also started there. They've, they've started to open yeah. additional restaurants, including some here in the Nashville area in Franklin. <clears throat> That's also where I realized I had COVID back in 2020. Oh I didn't really get to give Big Bad Breakfast a very fair shot because I had Couldn't a sip of coffee the... and I was like, "Ooh, this is some pretty bland coffee. And we were like, ours isn't. Turns out I had COVID and didn't <laughs> have a taste. So I need to get back to the original Big, big Bad Breakfast for a very fair assessment. Um, Double Decker Arts Festival each May is a two-day celebration of music and arts. Of course there's tailgating at the grove the lyric is a very popular live music venue and although it's not oxford i have to mention taylor grocery because it's oh my technically taylor mississippi but yeah. i mean it's right there y'all. if you go to oxford you have to go and it has the best catfish ever and just such a great vibe dive yes hole in the wall sort that's of spot that's my jam <laughs> it's no reservations it's bring a beverage to keep you cooled off while you wait uh very very laid back but really really good food yeah and fun music like just a great vibe yeah all right the very first one of the towns that came to mind when i think college town Mm -hmm. clemson south carolina oh yeah for sure yes so great what's the population let's see here population 18,000 you know we've been given these numbers I'm not sure if they're counting the students in the population because this one is population 18,000 and the university has reached over 25,000 okay so they're likely separate but anyway what I loved about tiger town is what they call it often (laughs) because their mascots the tiger is just I mean it is in like one way in and you come in and you're just in this hub of a college town it's nestled in the backwoods of upstate south carolina home to just so much energetic Mm -hmm. um feel of the campus they have a storied football program uh it's just kind of that one road in one road out Uh kind of feel Uh so yeah you just feel like you're a part of it as soon as you get there yeah 
It's tucked in the foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains and also just right near Lake Hartwell. It's driving distance from the beach and the mountains. Wow. That's good. So that's pretty fun if you're in college. Uh, Lots of outdoor stuff to do beyond football. Though the football is its own beast. Yes. And they're, yes. you know, again, a storied team. They have um, a nine hole disc golf course, picnic areas near, you know, just really lots of fun ways to spend your free time fun. in addition to your studies and sports. <laughs> if you're so, a student, you also should be studying. Yeah. Say. yeah. It's probably good I wasn't driving distance to beach and mountains because I had a hard enough time staying focused. No, but that's the thing about a college town is it can be a nothing of a place. Yeah. And you've got enough vibrancy with having a college there that it brings its own life. You don't need the mountains or the beach. I mean, those are great bonuses, you know, to be in close proximity. But I just needed all those boys that were my same age (laughs) to keep me (laughs) occupied. (laughs) Okay, I've got a big one. Uh, I would like to take us next to College Station, Texas. Oh, if yeah. college is in the name of your town, <laughs> you deserve then it's to be on the list. Probably a good one to include. College Station is a population of 120,000. Are you and- ready for their student count? <laughs> 73,000. Always bigger in Texas. Everything. So College Station sits between Austin and Houston, although it's it's north of both of those cities. It's a little less than a 3-hour drive south of dallas dallas down to college grove is about college grove college station (laughs) excuse me college station is home to texas a&m university and on campus you've got the george hw bush presidential library and museum we did a whole episode on presidential museums if you're interested in that definitely check that out i'll link to it in our show notes but um president bush our 41st u.s president having a library there i would love to make sure everybody catches this there's an official slab of the berlin wall there in at the library so cool there's a replica of the oval office anyway just that's pretty extraordinary to me uh so college station their origins go back to 1860 and they were right on a rail line so that put them on the map to have a school there then called houston and texas central railway and excuse me 11 years later the site was chosen as the proposed location for agricultural and mechanical college of texas that's the a and that's right that's right agricultural and mechanical college oh they renamed to be a&m in 1963 so there is a lot of tradition around campus and around town forbes actually named college station the number four place to live in texas okay and they also named college station as one of the top 25 best places to retire oh cool in america which i thought was very interesting yeah i asked keep you young again (laughs) i asked my friend sue who goes she's an aggie and goes to lots of games there she's she lives in dallas so they traveled that three-hour drive down to games but she was just talking about the historic district which they call the histy disty it's just this beautiful area of like 100 year old homes with live oak trees and i read a little bit about the preservation efforts that are taking place in this area because they've had a lot of homes that have been grabbed up by investors Uh uh-huh some are being rented to college students okay so some investments are just 
to have a rental property. Okay. Hopefully um, at a decent price but and not just to the wealthy ones. There's some being torn down. There's a really good booklet of history that I found. I'll actually link to it in our show notes. If you are in the area and you would like to access a historical campus home tour, you can actually do that um, through this little booklet. But the Northgate area uh, is a bar scene, the crown jewel of which is the Dixie Chicken. That was a bar established in 1974. Can you imagine if you were coming back to campus, campus you went to school at, and a bar that opened in 1974 is still going? Unbelievable. Like, I just, that just blows yeah. my mind. Like, that would be so fun. I yeah. Thought, I thought we were doing Think good. about how all the students Hannah's that had been Knoxville sitting. kept <laughs> kept open. They definitely didn't outlive that. Um, yeah, cute historic downtown of Bryan, Texas is very nearby, and that was the actual original location of the college before they moved it to College Station. But yeah, very, very pro Aggie town. And it's fun. It's just going to be interesting to see kind of how the housing market goes there with people moving there to retire, yeah. wanting investments. But yeah, there's lots of local level leaders that are probably needing to make some strategic decisions around there to preserve what needs preserving and, and help change. the city grow. It's yeah. just that give and take. It's basically our last discussion we had with Clark Twitty about the Outer Banks and the yeah. development there. So. Who, total side note, was also a UT Northwestern graduate. You were Ooh, talking about that other. It's a good combo, yeah. apparently. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm changing my order. Okay. That I was going to do because I want to tie two together. Okay. So there's only two universities in the nation that maintain a full-time military environment within a larger civilian university. Yes. And that is the one you just mentioned. Yes. Texas a and along with Virginia Tech. Yeah. And I'm going to put Blacksburg, Virginia on our list. That's good. Yep. Population of 45,000. Okay. 37,000 students. Wow. So certainly wow. a college town. Yeah. Absolutely just stunning limestone buildings on this campus. It's in Southern Virginia and home to the prestigious university. Mm-hmm of Virginia Tech. Uh, Blacksburg is just littered with young men in uniform. This is probably why dad didn't take me to see this school because I would have <laughs> probably signed up for that. Um, but yeah, I just think that's super cool that it's um, one of the only two. Sure. Yeah, that's that a good have one both to mention. Yeah. Together. I didn't do a lot of um, research on this town as far as um, what all they have. What there's to do. But where they're sitting... It's like the epitome of a gorgeous fall foliage mm-hmm. images, mm-hmm. tons of beautiful, colorful trees, and yeah, lots of outdoor things to do yeah. around there. So yeah. I just wanted to mention That's a Blacksburg. good one to include. Okay, Athens, Georgia. I'm coming at you. Population <laughs> 127,000. 40,000 students. Okay. Well, it sits just northeast of Atlanta and, of course, home to the University of Georgia, whose football team, they're okay. They're all right. The Bulldogs, they did win the 2021 and 2022 National College Football National Championship. But, you know. They were also just named number one college town on the Southern Living 2022 list of college towns. Oh, okay. I don't know if you saw that. I didn't. Well, it's also home to a thriving music industry that gave birth to names like 
REM, the drive-by truckers, the B-52s, which most of those came through a iconic music club called the 40 Watt, which we did a mu- iconic music clubs of the South episode. So if that is an interesting topic to you, I'll link to that in our show notes. But, you know, I think maybe even on this that episode, we talked about that college towns are like a breeding ground for good music. They really are. And I guess it's because you've got a music-loving fan base there that, has time to listen to music that energy passion the rest of adults just have to we have to listen to podcasts and learn things pay bills (laughs) go to work to pay the bills what is it to just stream music (laughs) um but yeah you've got a talent pool young people that you know they've got more expendable time and and time to practice yeah you know so uh the georgia theater there in athens they get some really good touring acts the downtown athens area is known for great bar scene they have 80 bars in a single square mile good lord they must all be kind of (laughs) tiny 80 that's amazing it's kind of a foodie town too the james beard award-winning chef hugh is it i don't know if you know the akinson aki i don't know akinson it's the five and ten it was named one of the best restaurants in town and first opened in the year 2000 well, if it's still going, that says something I know. Too, in the restaurant world. So it's got seasonal Southern favorites and a mm. lovely weekend brunch as well. There's an arts and music festival, which is free. It's a three-day festival every June, and it is set up to raise money for music and arts education for young people, kindergarten through 12th oh, age. that's cool. Yeah. But yeah. Cool Victorian kind of era downtown. Yeah. Very yeah. cute. Yeah. Awesome. All right, next up, this one's much smaller, and it's on my bucket list, and that is Annapolis, Maryland. Yes. They have a graduate hotel. Oh, yeah. So maybe we could go stay at the graduate in Annapolis. Let's do. Population 41,000. Okay. The Naval Academy is only 4,450 people, so it's small. Okay. But still definitely yeah. a presence oh, for sure. in the town yeah. yeah and there's actually another small campus uh i want to say it's only like 500 students but st john's college is okay. also there okay now um the one of the reasons this is high up on my bucket list it's right there at, on the chesapeake bay it's known as america's sailing capital for goodness Ooh. sakes i love a sailboat wow also why the naval academy well yeah there, makes sense the it's coastal <laughs> It attracts many because of its wonderful charm as an 18th century colonial capital. Uh, It's preserved in that historic, they have a historic district. If you're a history buff, if you love antiques, this is a great place to visit. The community dates back to 1649. That's crazy. It boasts Puritan, a lot of the Puritan exiles from Virginia ended up settling here. And it's just, yeah, the largest, it's got the largest collection of 18th century buildings of any other city in the U.S. And I thought this was really cute. The uh, Naval Academy and that smaller St. John's College, their campuses are just right next, like both right there alongside one another. Okay. And they call the St. John students Johnnies. So the Johnnies challenge the midshipmen to a croquet match every year. Oh my gosh. I just thought that would be wow. so cute to see. Too. Yes. So 
We see you, Annapolis, Maryland. That's, that was I know some one. may say you're not in the South. We'll, we'll, we'll judge that when we, we go. We needed another state, too. We didn't... <laughs> We didn't do anything in Florida, but we but needed sailboats, to do crab cakes, and naval men. I'm just, I'm a fan already. That's right. That's a good one. So that rounds out your list. I'm done. I mean, what? I'm not going to say I saved the best for last, but I sort of saved the best for last, <laughs> which I'm talking about. She's not at biased at all. Home sweet home to me, Knoxville, Tennessee. Population 192,000. Okay. 34,000 students. Okay. So it is starting to feel a bit of a stretch to call Knoxville a college town. There's just so much growth there. and Yeah, Knoxville and Baton Rouge are knocking on... Yeah. Getting knocked out of the town list and being the college cities. Yeah. That's all right. But since I was so familiar with it, I just thought, why not put it in the list? There's a lot of restaurateurs and artisans, massive popularity in tourism. You've got the Great Smoky Mountains right Right there. there. It is sitting on that Tennessee River. I mean, y'all. So it is home, of course, to the University of Tennessee. And the town is definitely painted orange wherever you go all the way into West Knoxville and you know I mean it's yeah it covers the gamut it's such an outdoorsy town you know we mentioned it sits on a river and it's right by the Smoky Mountains so you're going to see a lot of outdoor culture canoe rentals outdoor shops bikers Larbeth took um snowboarding class in Gatlinburg I did (laughs) yeah you've got fake ski slopes right there in Gatlinburg if you were into that I do love the contrast that you can feel between the campus of UT versus the downtown area of Knoxville. They and got a cool urban. Th- yeah, like, and, and that's kind of, I think, what I'm feeling is also what's distancing them away from being a college town because uh-huh. their downtown area is yeah, bustling. I mean, that's they've true. got, that's true. you know, these extraordinary theaters hotels down there and, and hotels yeah. and, um, yeah. The Market Square area, which is a square of shops and restaurants, is a favorite of mine. The Tomato Head, which is a very eclectic restaurant with yummy everything. It's still there. Favorite bar is Barley's in the Old City, which is just another section of the downtown area. Favorite coffee shop is right next to campus, but not on campus. It's the Golden Roast. I pointed that out to you when we were there last time. Though we went to Poindexter. In the Graduate it, Hotel. Yes, we did. I yes. fell in love with jazz music at the Golden Roast. Aww. That's all they play usually. And so I just remember sipping a cafe mocha there. and Listening to jazz and feeling all smart. Oh, yeah. Because that was before I knew how to drink coffee. So I, I dabbled with mochas from time to time. <laughs> Favorite venue is a tie between the Bijou Theater or the Tennessee Theater. They're both on Gay Street in downtown Knoxville. And my favorite place is just outside the library entrance on campus because you can see the business building where I had all my classes, but most importantly, you can see Neyland Stadium. And if you get to go on a game day where there's 100,000 people descending onto the stadium, it's just unparalleled. It It really really is when you think about... Dad, of course, our dad is full of statistics, so he's always got all the statistics. But I believe on game day, Knoxville ends up surpassing Nashville's population or Memphis's oh, population or something. Wow. Like it becomes the largest or most second largest city in the or state. second largest or something. Anyway, That's I, I'm crazy. butchering that. I should have looked that up if I was going to mention it. But anyway, <laughs> it's a lot of a lot more people than they're used to having. <laughs> 
so yeah i mean it's an orange and white town and you see it everywhere you go so can't miss that orange so many more good college towns out there that we're able to cover but you know that was just a fun little exercise of what it's why it's great to be in a college town and to visit or to live or to to work however close proximity you have and check out that handcrafted hotels that sounds series. really fun. It's really fun. It's in season two right now. So uh, we'll be back next week. More yes. Southern culture. Happy fall, y'all. It's officially October. Have a great week. Peace be with y'all.